Mr. Vitamins, your natural health experts presents the Mr. Vitamins podcast. For the best advice on nutrition, well-being and for the right vitamin supplements for you and your family, visit in-store or online at mrvitamins.com.au. Hi there, I'm Courtney and you're tuning in to a new edition of the Mr. Vitamins podcast. If you find it hard to make time for yourself, because life can get pretty busy at times, and you want to look and feel your best, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, leading nutritionist Christina and I will discuss a variety of topics that will get you and your family feeling great and keeping in tip-top shape. Last week was part one of the inflammation series, and for part two, we decided to focus on irritable bowel disease, or IBD, and fatty liver, liver disease. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, we all know how important food is to aid in the treatment of a variety of conditions, and you'll definitely know how much we love our food. And the ever so knowledgeable Christina is the best person to go for it. So Christina, hi, how are you going today? Hey Courtney, I'm good as always and how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So foods, what foods should someone incorporate to help with IBD? Yep, so um, to kick us off, uh, what foods should we incorporate? Um, so irritable bowel disease in the, is chronic inflammation of the GI tract. So we need to focus on eating foods to reduce inflammation. So foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids, and these can be sources such as flaxseed oil, chia seeds, and our fatty fish, such as sardines, mackerel, herring, and trout. You can also incorporate stewed apples because when they are cooked, they contain pectin. And pectin is a prebiotic which promotes beneficial gut bacteria and feeds strains of these bacteria, which can have an anti-inflammatory effect. From a TCM perspective, there's rice porridge. And for those that don't know, it's also called congee and it can be soothing for the gastrointestinal tract and has properties known to reduce IBD symptoms. And then there's mashed potato. And yes, it can be both sweet and white potatoes. So potatoes contain a resistant starch that again feed the beneficial gut bacteria to improve the microbiome and strengthen gut permeability. It is also important to note that eating smaller but frequent portions through, throughout the day can also improve IBD symptoms and reduce pressure on our digestive system. I think that's really cool that potatoes um, help in the treatment of IBD because especially in winter, um, I feel like there's nothing better than a nice bowl of mashed potato. I love potatoes. I love potatoes fried. I love potatoes baked. I love potatoes mashed and steamed. Um, I think that, yeah, potatoes are so underrated for their health benefits. Oh, definitely. But um, so now that we've covered the best foods, there are actually a couple of different types of IBD. So what are those different types and what are the different symptoms? Great question, Courtney. There are two types and these are known as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Now, both have similarities and that they cause inflammation throughout the digestive tract and can affect different areas throughout the digestive tract. Symptoms will vary depending on the individual. However, the most common um, symptoms can range from abdominal pain, diarrhea, and can be associated with excessive weight loss and extreme fatigue. So it is something that, you know, you do have to be very careful of. Um, in Crohn's disease, the inflammation is severe and can spread within our intestinal wall. So this means it can extend into the deeper layers within our gut. 
Ulcerative colitis is associated with ulceration in the intestinal lining and is often found within your large intestine. And you will notice symptoms are not immediate, rather they develop over time. But there are some supplements that people can take that can aid in the treatment of IBD. What would these be? Absolutely. So my top three supplements would have to be glutamine, partially hydrolyzed guar gum, and slippery elm. So any formulation containing these would be highly recommended. My two favorites um, that I prescribe to a lot of clients is either the Herbs of Gold Gut Care or the Designs for Health GI Revive. So again, as always, Courtney, you can find these on our website. Um, glutamine is an amino acid and it can strengthen our intestinal lining. Partially hydrolyzed guar gum comes from guar beans and can relieve digestive discomfort and is known to alleviate the most debilitating of IBD symptoms. Then there is slippery elm, which comes from an elm tree and similarly can alleviate any digestive discomfort associated with IBD. These nutrients combined, however, can improve your stool formation, can strengthen intestinal permeability, it can reduce severity and frequency of IBD symptoms, both upper and lower, and these could range from indigestion, reflux, dyspepsia, heartburn, um, cramping, bloating, constipation, and diarrhea, as mentioned before. Again, these nutrients feed that beneficial gut bacteria that we need to help reduce inflammation within the digestive tract. So for people that may not know, what actually is dyspepsia? Question, Courtney. So dyspepsia um, happens mostly in the upper digestive tract. Um, so it's indigestion, basically. Um, so it's just discomfort in the upper part of your stomach. Oh, okay, cool. Um, very, I love when words have like, very like scientific names but uh, yeah. quite common things definitely I guess that's what the podcast is for right you learn yeah exactly terms so pretty cool yeah pretty informative and that's what we hope it to be but um now it's time for the second part of this week's episode which is fatty liver and again I reckon we should start with the best foods to help with fatty liver so what are some foods that can help again awesome question Courtney um so food wise we want to be incorporating a diet high in antioxidants to help with liver detoxification. And again, our omega-3s to reduce inflammation. So focus on fresh fruit and veg as much as, uh, sorry, as much as possible. Now, avocados can assist in lowering blood lipids and fats. And by doing so, this will prevent further limit, uh, liver damage. Raw nuts are also beneficial as nuts improve and reduce liver enzymes. Now, these enzymes would be elevated if you had some form of liver disease. I would aim for a handful of nuts daily. Mix is also preferable. So you can mix that with almonds, walnuts, pecans, and Brazil nuts. I would try and incorporate the ones that are highest in omega-3 fatty acids. So those, again, would be like our walnuts and our Brazil nuts. Um, lastly, legumes. These are sources such as lentils, chickpeas, you know, red kidney beans and black beans as well. Legumes can preserve our overall liver health by lowering blood lipids again and fats from accumulating in the liver. And I think the legumes are pretty great in winter, especially because it's been so cold, um, for making soups and stuff. Yep, you can add them in your soups, your stews, your curries. 
they're so versatile. So get cooking when you can. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, now there are two types of fatty liver. So what is the difference between non-alcoholic fatty liver and fatty liver disease? Great question, Courtney. So to elaborate um, and make it easy to understand as much as possible, fatty liver disease can occur when you have inflammation of the liver. So this is both non-alcoholic and alcoholic related. So if you were wanting to know whether you had this condition, you would see elevated liver enzymes. And this is for both, right? So these elevated enzymes can cause further liver damage as well as scarring. This can be caused by a buildup of fat in your liver or alcohol abuse. Now, non-alcoholic fatty liver wouldn't be alcohol-induced, rather dietary-related or caused by obesity and type 2 diabetes. Fatty liver disease is mainly caused by increased alcohol intake over a long period of time. In the scenario, bile production gets affected and the liver is then unable to remove toxins and break down fat efficiently. If not addressed, this buildup of fat can permanently damage the liver and lead to cirrhosis of the liver. And cirrhosis of the liver will mean risk of liver cancer. So I just want to say quickly, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're concerned about your drinking habits, there is help out there. Um, You can find a list of organizations, websites and services that offer support, counseling and information on health.gov.au. But finally, um, what are some supplements that can help with fatty liver disease? The first one that comes to mind, Courtney, is berberine. I'm not sure if many of you have heard of berberine, but berberine can significantly improve our blood lipid metabolism and overall liver health and function. So that is metabolizing our fats sufficiently. Um, Curcumin which is a compound that comes from turmeric, plays an integral role in treating non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and it does so by reducing the inflammation. Lastly, vitamin E and alpha-lipoic acid. These two nutrients reduce elevated serum levels. Now, serum levels are tested to understand the balance between therapeutic and toxic levels in the bloodstream. These nutrients can lower triglyceride and cholesterol levels, reduce the buildup of fat, and uh, potent antioxidants. So they also reduce oxidative stress and improve overall liver function, as well as the detoxification process. And again, as always, Courtney, these supplements can be found on the Mr. Vitamins website. And that's mrvitamins.com.au. And that's a wrap on today's episode. And while on the topic of the website, don't forget that you can find a range of health, beauty, and sports products there, as well as health and lifestyle articles, plus some pretty scrumptious recipes. And if you're after a qualified naturopath or nutritionist, like Christina, then you can book in a free 10-minute consult to discuss your health goals. Thank you all for listening. We hope you learnt something new and different natural ways that aid in the treatment of irritable bowel disease and fatty liver disease. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the best health advice on offer. And Christina and I will see you next time on the Mr. Vitamins podcast.